to find I'm, I'm so frustrated with our lack of communication. If I try to bring something up, um, to talk about something, you know, and if it's something we disagree on, his answer is I'm nagging and I'm complaining and he just wants to let it go. Well, I think you got the drift. We're going to talk about communication today in marriage, which, by the way, is the single biggest issue that I've heard over the years, talking to thousands of people in conferences and counseling through the radio program. Uh, it seems like communication comes to the, the surface because without uh, being on the same mind, it's impossible to be on the same page when you communicate. So we're going to do something pretty special today. I'll tell you what we're going to do. I want you to get a sampling of just some of the thousands of questions that we've received about uh, communication and marriage. And you'll start to see there's a, they all sort of relate to each other. There's a theme. And then I'm going to, in about 10 minutes, I'm going to come back after the break and I'm going to ask you to join us uh, as you share some thoughts that have worked for you. And then I'm going to teach seven things that will make a difference in your marriage when it comes to communication. Seven things that I have seen work in the lives of people and couples uh, who are intentional in following through. So if you or someone you know struggles uh, with this issue of communication and marriage, I hope you'll stick with us. If you want to share your thoughts on our storyline today, you can do so at 888 This is a program that actually aired last week, and we had so much response from it. I told the team, let's re-air it today, because I know many of you missed it last week. And even if you heard it, I think uh, you'll be reminded and encouraged uh, through this. So uh, we're going to get back to the calls. I want you to hear the rest of what Hillary shared with us. And then we've got several other questions that I think will remind us that communication in marriage is important. So uh, take a minute, take a listen to Hillary. Hi, Dr. Carlson. Uh, my name is Hillary. I've been married five years now, and my husband and I have had our ups and downs. And lately we've been, you know, we're not down. It's just I'm starting to find I'm, I'm so frustrated with our lack of communication. If I try to bring something up, um, to talk about something, you know, and if it's something we disagree on, he prefers just let's just not talk about it. And I try my best, you know, like let's just, you know, compromise. Let's, let's have a civil conversation and work this out. And his answer is I'm nagging and I'm complaining and he just wants to let it go. And I have such a hard time with this. And, you know, and then he gets kind of frustrated with me and so he gets very snippy and, and kind of belittling and I'm trying my best to come up with better solutions you know and I, I've looked into marriage counseling but I don't think he'd do it because he looks at like counseling we don't need counseling really we just need to learn to communicate and he's just not willing to try I don't know I just thought maybe if he had an idea maybe some advice you know that, that seems their only real problem that we can't seem to work through is he wants to ignore everything and I want to talk it out and figure out a solution yeah, I hear that. Listen, I've heard thousands like that, and often it relates to a wife who doesn't feel like she's being heard or listened to, and often I hear a husband who says he feels like he's trapped, cornered, or nagged at. Now, that's not always the true, truth, but that's a reality. So we have these differences that occur in, um, in communication. Here's another one, another angle. Uh, listen to uh, Joanna. Joanna and my question today is I've been married for 35 years and I find that my husband is very critical 
and he's very sensitive when I try to talk with him about anything that we might need to work on. He moves into a defensive mode and I can't seem to settle anything with him because he turns things around and places a lot of blame upon me and I can't find a way to work with him on any kind of improvement to our mutual communication or to these criticisms that he places upon me that have made me feel quite bad about myself and lose my confidence as a person. My husband is very charming both in the public and when we've tried to do counseling and it always comes across he would be the person who is doing everything possible for the marriage and therefore everything would be blamed upon me and I, I can't seem to find a way to move forward or to enhance our relationship because of this. Thank you, Joanna. Listen, we know this started way back in the Garden of Eden in sin. Uh, right after sin, you had Adam blaming God. He blamed God for the woman. You gave me this woman. That's what he said, right? You gave me this woman, God. It's your fault. That's really what he was saying. And the woman blamed the serpent. And I think that's been sort of perpetual throughout history. So this isn't a 21st century problem that we have in marriage. Okay. Uh, we're sharing just, this is a sampling of thousands of kinds of questions we get. Thousands on communication. I'll give you two more, take a break, come back. I'm going to give you some really practical stuff to help you. First, let's listen to Rick. You know, I throw my hands up in the air and then I say, you know, I'm stuck. I give up the miscommunication of never understanding my wife clearly. And it's to a point where it's caused so much interference. Um, example, um, can you go ahead and uh, take out the trash? Okay, so I take out the trash when I get home from work. Well, you didn't take out all the trash. Well, no, I took out all the trash that I saw and everything. Yeah, but there's more trash over here that you didn't know about. Well, then how would I supposed to know? You should have knew. And I'm like, should have knew. And that's where it starts. And it becomes an argument. So I just throw my hands in the air and say, Lord, help me, you know, help me to understand her exactly what she's talking about. I kind of feel like I can't read your mind. A lot of men are pulling off the road right now. <laughs> can't read your mind, woman. Right? I do a whole conference on that. How to read your mate. Impossible, by the way. Not totally. All right, let's try one more. I don't want to depress you too much. Another another uh, question that comes in, a sample of the thousands we received, then we'll take a break. I'll be back. I promise we're going to uplift. In fact, I want to open the phone lines to you right now. If you have one thing that's worked for you in marriage communication, one really practical thing, please, really practical that uh, people can do that's helped you, what is it? One thing. Call quickly because I need you. 888 1717 and Stephen will get you lined up. Uh, but before the break, one more question. Here's Debbie. Hi, my name is Debbie, and I'm calling because my husband and I just don't seem to communicate anymore. 
And when I try to talk to him, he just ignores me or walks away or just has a blank stare on his face and is like talking to a brick wall. He talks to other people, but he just doesn't seem interested in what I have to say. And I just don't know what to do about this. And if you have any suggestions, I would really appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. And you're welcome, Debbie, and I do, and we'll get to those in just a moment. Let me say this before we go to uh, to a break. You know, the scripture says to us in Amos 3.3, a very powerful verse that applies to marriage. It says, how can two people walk together unless they are in agreement? And so it comes back to what the scripture says is that when we're not of the same mind, of the same mind, we're going to have conflict. And whenever we have a position that we've taken, because this is what we really believe, then we have to defend it. And that's what starts the cycle if communication is not healthy in a marriage. The Apostle Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He's talking about a division in the church. And he says, listen to what he says. He said, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. And then he goes on to do some great teaching. But his message here is get on the same page, be of the same mind. Let's take a break. I'll be back. I've got uh, seven points I want to share with you, and we've got a bunch of calls coming in. If you want to join us, Make it really practical. One thing that has helped you, and we'll do our best to get you on, 888-888-1717. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Coming soon, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, he is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained with intentional living, and that's what it is. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jacksonaz Church in Jackson, and Friday, April 21st at Community Church Mount Pleasant. Get your tickets today at theintentionallife.com. And put the state of Michigan on the tail end of those cities, uh, Jackson, Michigan, and Mount Pleasant, Michigan. It's our tour, Michigan tour, uh, Thursday night, date night, the 20th of April and 21st in Mount Pleasant. Again, you know, I'm talking about this. I'm going to be talking about these things of head, heart, and hand. I'm going to talk about communication, intimacy, and how do you grow a marriage. You're going to be challenged, encouraged, laugh, and learn. I want, I want you to be there. Don't miss out. You can get your tickets today. Bring some friends with you. Go to theintentionallife.com and uh, you'll find the events tab or it's on the homepage there somewhere where you can get your tickets. Go to theintentionallife.com. All right. You got some of the questions? Do you hear a pattern that comes through? A couple of statements and we're going to get some of you all on the air here to tell us one thing that works for you. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is that some marriages tend to run hot and some run cool. 
What I mean is there are some marriages that communication is really running hot all the time. And you may have one person, maybe, maybe the wife, maybe the husband, that wants to communicate a lot, and the other one's a little cooler, doesn't need as much communication, or doesn't want it. And so you can have this running hot. And I'm thinking, and I was talking to my wife, Donna, before I left home this morning, and we both agreed there's some issues. That, I mean, we've been married 50 years, so we've learned to communicate and we've learned not to communicate. What I mean is you learn to just kind of move along and sometimes ignore things you shouldn't. But both Donna and I are pretty cool. What I mean is uh, we don't run at a hot level generally, but I know some marriages that do, and communication then just fires up. And so just take a look at your own marriage. Do you, do you run hot or do you run cool? Secondly is consider the cost. If you don't learn to communicate, if you don't really take this as a serious obstacle to the kind of marriage that God intends for you to have, it's going to impact your kids. Your kids are going to learn. They're watching. They're observing a couple that doesn't know how to communicate. There's a lack of peace often in the marriage. It can cost you financially. It can cost you in your career, with your friendship, your, just your, your blood pressure. Let's face it. It can impact you in many ways. And then a third point, there's different kinds of communication. I believe that when we talk about not communicating, I think we communicate pretty well, all of us. Sometimes we communicate a lot of garbage. We communicate negativity. We communicate we don't care. We communicate I'm not listening. I'm communicating I'm scared of you. I'm communicating a lot of different things. But we communicate regularly in marriage. The, the, the problem is we need to departmentalize what I call the really important things. The factual communication, when the kids need to go to school, who's going to pick them up, how's the weather, do you have to go to the grocery store, whatever. This is the kind of communication that we have on an ongoing basis. But unfortunately, sometimes we want to throw kind of like a hand grenade into our marriage with communication problem whenever is not a good time to do it. And so I encourage people to look at different kinds of communication Talk about the factual th- things, have fun in your communication, enjoy to communicate in loving, supportive ways, knowing that not something negative or something with a problem is going to come up at that moment. And then set aside times, maybe once a week, twice a week, whenever it is that works for you, that you can have an agenda to say, here's two or three things we really need to talk about. Got problems with Johnny, got issues with the kids, got issues with money, whatever it is. But then stay on one topic, really learn to listen to each other, learn to listen to each other, agree not to criticize, agree to, to, to try to come to some solution, even if it's to delay until we meet again, uh, but to separate that from, hey, you just walked in the door and we got a problem. Now, I know there's times that you have to talk, but generally setting that aside to a time where you both agree, we're going to set a timer, spend a half hour and really talk about some things that matter. All right, a lot of people want to talk. Let's go. One thing that's worked in your marriage, I'm going to start with Greg. I'm assuming you're on line one. Greg, go right ahead. Yes, I think it's uh, after prayerful consideration, giving it some thought and time, having the courage to bring up those subjects that are just uncomfortable or that we don't want to. I think that's really key, an indicator when you dodge an issue that you need to deal with it. Is that something you do in your marriage? Uh, yeah, I do. And has it Actually. helped? Has it been a positive thing for you guys? Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Hello, sir. Nice yeah. to see you. Yes, sir. It has been. It's been uh, beautiful because what I do, I learn 
to shut up, go to God, <laughs> pray, give it some time, which allows me to be gentle and yet forthright and hear her point first and then be able to talk about my point, which is something that's needed. That's you know, right. yeah, that I'm good. dodging. That I'm dodging. Yeah. Like yeah. Gotta bring up uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Fam, so. Yeah, that's there the way go. to do it. Very powerful. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Jerry in New Mexico. Jerry, what's your one thing that's helped you in communication in marriage? Well, I've been married 33 years, so there have been a lot of uh, communication issues, and I'm the one that doesn't like to talk, and he does. So what we have agreed to do, because God has given us so much grace, is now, if things are running hot or about to heat up, we say the word grace mm. so that we're reminded to show grace to one another. And it does calm things down, and we are able to openly communicate. So you admit you have hot moments, but you know how to cool it down. Put a little ice cube on that a little bit. Brings the temperature down, doesn't it? It definitely does. And that one word just, it's a great reminder of, of the mercy and grace that God has given us. Amen. We should show it to one another. <laughs> Absolutely. And sometimes uh, we show the least in our own, in our own uh, family, don't we? All right. Thank you, Jerry. Let me go to Donnie in Arizona. Hi, Donnie. What's your one thing for communication? Hold on. I think we got a uh, traveling cell phone signal issue. Uh, why don't you work on that, Stephen? See if we can get him back. Uh, let me go to David in uh, New Mexico. Hi, David. How you doing? Very good. Good. What's Very your one good. thing for communication? So my the biggest thing that I've found is that if you have a disagreement on something and you're both in the word every day, number one, wives don't have to nag their husbands. If they trust God, they can actually pray to God and God will show him. And if not, he will show him again. And if not, he'll show him a third time. Be patient. Patience work its godliness. But when you give it to God and you say, Hey, show my husband this thing, he will do it. Or if there's a disagreement, likewise, and you're both doing this, if I have a disagreement and I need God to show my girl something, he will, and he'll use either somebody or he'll use the word of God or whatever. And when she's daily in, she'll come back to me and say, hey, I'm sorry, I'll come back to her and say, I was wrong, you know. Yeah. And and giving it to God, God can smack your husband upside the head, okay? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty and good at that. God can <laughs> smack your wife upside the head too and say, hey, you need to like that. If you trust God, he will do it. And mm -hmm. if you just put those matters, it says a silent, a silent woman is like of great price because she trusts God and she mm -hmm. trusts, you don't have to nag him. God actually knows your needs too. When it comes to, you don't have to nag him about money. God knows your needs. If you give your needs to, to God, God will use your dumb, retarded husband to make and provide for you in spite of his dumb butt. Okay. But keep in mind, David, sometimes, and I understand what you're saying, uh, I know there's a lot of women who are feeling I've trusted God, I've prayed, I've laid back, I've waited, and uh, we still got some issues and the communication is not there. And sometimes, um, as a wife, or this can go both directions, by the way. We're not picking on women, we're not picking on men. Either way, sometimes you have to be able to uh, bring it to a head and say, hey, we've, we've got to talk about this. And sometimes that requires an outside counsel. Sometimes it requires 
like a slow leak in a tire. You have to have a blowout. I don't mean a blow up, but a blowout that says, hey, the car isn't running anymore. We can't go down the road until we fix this problem. And sometimes that's an important thing for uh, men and women to do in in marriage because uh, the nagging can go both ways. Let's face it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Donnie, I'll get back to you and Beth, and then I have uh, four more things I want to share with you before we run out of time here today on Intentional Living. What is the greatest threat to your peace and happiness today? Many things in life pose unique threats and can easily get out of control. That's why it's best to deal with them while they're small and manageable. As we approach our spring fundraiser, will you support the Ministry of Intentional Living? Give right now and you'll receive Dr. Randy's teaching titled, Your Personal Threat Assessment where he provides inspiration that will prepare you for the threats you'll face in your life. Give $30 a month or more or a special gift of $360. When you give, you'll get the teaching and other intentional living tools sent directly to your inbox each month, along with this month's exclusive offer of the Intentional Living Chronological Bible. This special Bible orders the books, chapters, and verses as they actually happened. Your continuing support helps people live intentional lives for Christ in a world that often threatens their peace and happiness. Give right now by calling 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And I hope you'll do that. I do. I hope you'll share with us uh, this special month we've been setting aside. It's a share time. People have been joining us in support. Thank you for doing that. And when you join us monthly at that dollar a day, we do have the Intentional Word Chronological Bible ready to go. We'll get it to you along with our teaching, our regular lessons every month that come out from our mentoring department, uh, from me to you to say thanks for your support and to encourage you. Uh, Just go to TheIntentionalLife.com, TheIntentionalLife.com, click on Donate, or during West Coast Business Hours, uh, you can call 888-888-1717 and press number two to talk to our team. Okay, Jennifer, you've been listening in. You're married. Communication, you were sharing some things that you do that I thought was really practical. What do you guys do? Well, first off, let me just say thank you to everyone who's called because the the big thing that everyone has is everyone's the same. We all have problems. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone is just so brave to pick up a phone and say that. You know, it's really, it's great for the people who are not quite there yet to pick up the phone. So we're all in this together. Um, And I'm a nagger. um, And I hate admitting that. Mm. But what do you nag about? What kinds of things? (laughs) Oh boy, I'm on the spot. On the radio. (laughs) Or you can make something up. Sometimes it was a little uh, about little things. You know, the gentleman before was talking about uh, the trash and and then his wife, you know, would say, well, you didn't get all the trash. Yeah. So I kind of fell in that same boat, unfortunately. And we were starting to, it caused arguments and frustration, obviously, on both parts. And I I was listening to um, our station and one of the shows and i thought i heard a message and the message it was about um praying um you know bringing god into your marriage and i thought well how do i do that and so um i thought to myself i'll pray for both of us every day that's my one thing that i started doing probably two months ago Mm. 
And I think it really turned things around. But not only that, it forced me to kind of look at myself in the mirror and say, what can I do to be a better wife to my husband? Because I know in scripture, you know, um, Eve was made from Adam's rib. And so the wives are told to honor your husband and husbands are told to love their wives. And I thought to myself, how how can I honor my husband when I'm so frustrated with him? Mm-hmm. And and I thought, well, how he how can he love me unconditionally when he's frustrated by me? So I saw myself as part of the problem, which wasn't easy. And I decided then and there I should pray for us. So um, and I text my husband at work every day, several times throughout the day. Um, and I use the voice text version. So I literally will pray, God, please take care of Bill and I and keep mm. our marriage whole and keep us uh, together in a un- loving communication. And whatever that prayer is for the day, you know, it's it's helped so much. That's great. And it's even, uh, he'll call me back and I've heard a, a tear or two in his eye, which he's well. not really emotional that way. So Hey, listen, that'll make a big difference to any man any man that's listening that's for sure hey let me get donnie on before we run out of time here donnie we're about out of time but i want to hear hear your hear your thought on you it says approach what does that mean so the the approach uh for me and my wife is um it's it's actually how how you approach you know any conversation so you know if you know the lady before said you know about nagging and it's really not nobody nobody is really nagging what what it is is how you approach someone so again my my thing is you know i'm constantly at my desk working and my wife wants to spend a little bit of time so her approach to me is not hey you know you're you're working too hard you need to get off the computer and you need to come spend time with me you know you do this every day that that i would take as her nagging me but instead her approach is honey i really miss you really want to just spend some time, even if it's 20 minutes to watch TV, do you think you can carve out a couple minutes? Um, that's something that I'm comfortable with. I'm, I, I, I would want to do it because of her approach to me and vice versa. If it's something, you know, I want to purchase something and my wife, you know, usually financial, you know, it's a huge issue. And between me and my wife, when she says something to me about what I purchase, you know, I would ask her, Hey honey, you know, you think I can purchase this? Um, it's just something I would like to have, you know, not necessarily we need it, but I'd like to have it. Um, and I feel that having that type of approach rather than saying, Hey, you stay home. I work all day. I bring in the money. I should be able to buy this. That's the wrong approach. And I think Um, we get in trouble with the wrong approach. Exactly. And in doing so, we respect each other. So, you know, again, me and my wife still, you know, we'll have little spats here and there, but, and we just go back to the approach. It's, it's how you first Mm -hmm. verbally said what it was. And that's where the issues, you know, come up because you can say something semi hurtful, or I might take it the wrong way. um, And then it just spreads from there. So if you approach it, you know, calmly and with respect, I mean, to this day, my wife bumps into me and I, you know, and she'll say, Oh, sorry, honey. And the same thing, you know, I might spill something. Oh, my apologies, honey. I'll pick that up. Um, it's having that type of respect and, and, and that approach is what's making our relationship thrive. And for. All right, David, I got to run. Got it, man. Uh, I think you added great value here at the end of the show. Approach makes a big difference. That's true with your kids too, by the way. It's true with all communication. Beth, I'm sorry we didn't get you on, but I want to say what you were going to share is about constant. I think this is sort of the most important message, constantly seeking the Lord together. That's so critical. 
All right. Hope you've enjoyed it today. We've given you some stuff. Maybe it's time for a reset. Read a book. Take a class. Get some help. Come to our Intentional Love Marriage Conference. But one thing you can do is ask your spouse, when do they feel most understood by you? And then do it. I'm Dr. Randy. For the Intentional Living team, for all of our support family, God bless you. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.